Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to The Super Connection, a conversation where we welcome deep connections, explore your favorite topics, and so much more. I'm TJ, the host of this wonderful podcast, and thank you for joining me in this journey. So let's get started. Now, let me tell you, it has been a while, a lot longer than I originally planned for for this next episode. Um, A lot of things happen, honestly, in this last couple of months. Um, It's been really exciting, really stressful, lots of emotions. Um, For those that don't know, uh, I left my previous job now. Really wasn't loving the environment, but uh, I have some really exciting news for everyone. I'm actually going to be going into a job that I really saw myself going into like a while ago. Um, I knew that I wanted to, you know, be in the role like this. Um, it's it's in education still um, because I love being an educator, but um, I kind of saw myself doing a role like this. Eventually, I just didn't know it was going to be so soon. Um, but I'm really excited. A lot of hard work to get to, you know, being in this role that I'm going to be starting in this year. And yeah, uh, I mean, just for everyone to know, I'm going to be starting. I'm going to be um, a teacher. Uh, going to be an elementary education teacher starting out. And yeah, honestly, I love working with students. I love this age group, you know, being in fifth grade and things like that. So honestly, I'm, I'm just, I'm really thankful. But yeah, aside from new jobs and the job search process, which was tiring and trying to, you know, in between, you know, I just moved, like there's been a lot of different things that have been happening you know, in between a lot of like transitions for me or like people around me, also stuff for the like the the wedding for those that know I'm you know going to be getting married soon. Just that well, there there's a lot of stuff that's happened, and obviously COVID has you know changed some of the things that I was wanting to do or some of the plans that me and uh, my people you know had, me and my partner had as well. So, but yeah. Anyways, that's kind of, you know, what's been going on. I really need to hold myself more accountable for, you know, putting these things out um, because I know that, like, it's important. It's 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 really a great expressive tool for me. And also just I know that, you know, I've been seeing, you know, the numbers rise too of how many downloads there are and how many people, like, are listening from across the country so far and possibly across the world. That's really cool, to, the fact that, you know, I'm starting to see this too, and I know that uh, I need to be better with that as well. I know that, um, honestly, like, I think my mental health has been struggling, which is really interesting because this episode is about mental health. You know, personally, I've been, you know, definitely trying to get more counseling in, but I know counseling is only, you know, one step um, for some people, and what's one step I'm taking as well. But, you know, on top of that, like, just trying to get back into feeling like myself, like I need to, I, I love having, like, different expressive things going on. Um, you know, I, I, I love being the creative person that, um, I get to be, but anyways, yeah. So I'm going to, you know, go into essentially some things around mental health. I have a really awesome guest that I want to introduce, but yeah, honestly, um, I definitely want to hear from you all too. Like, so definitely if you can, you know, go ahead and leave, um, a review as well. Let me know how you've been doing, um, how things have been going for you mental health wise. Like COVID is really you know, take like what the effects of it have really taken a toll on, you know, me being able to connect with people. But um, in the meantime, like I'm going to um, just because of, you know, missing so much time, I am going to actually uh, do a really cool surprise for everyone. Um, So stay tuned as well for this and next month for, you know, my big reveal for everyone, just because I know, obviously, I want to stay accountable to it. But uh, just to kind of give everyone, you know, a little bit of extra so that way 
uh, you know, they can feel good about uh, being a part of this this really cool family that I'm trying to build here with the Super Connection. So, anyways, that's my um, spiel. Now let me get into introducing this really awesome guest. So let me welcome my awesome guest, Juliana. She is a wonderful person. She is a really good friend, a person that I love having conversations with, and honestly, she's just really sweet. I think that um, the work that she's been able to put in, she actually went to school for being a, uh, for mental health counseling, and she has a really good take on a lot of different um, issues going on, a lot of different questions. We really get to explore, uh, first off, why she um, went to school for this, because this is a really you know growing topic that we talk about a lot more in the nowadays and um personally too like a lot of the questions that we talk about are super applicable to the day-to-day because when we think about you know mental health in general obviously there's uh some ideas about mental health but honestly just like how to better have um relationships how to establish boundaries uh what those boundaries look like um and honestly like you know just finding the worth in your work Kind of going forward so i think that she has a lot of really good information stay tuned and yeah let's get started with the show all right so let's get started so i have a really awesome guest here today um <laughs> that might you know, be the cool. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm welcoming uh, juliana here so i am um, really excited to have have her on basically talk about um, some really awesome topics. Um, she she's a really uh really great person, honestly. Like literally, Aww. just um, like awesome with with joy. Like I I just see. So. Oh, thank um, you, TJ. Yeah. I feel that yeah. way about you. That's so funny. Oh really? Yeah. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, it's sad that we can't like like see like uh be like you know as like face to face for like like work because like uh, yeah co-worker so yeah that's that's the weird yeah. part i think so <laughs> yeah. well not to mention we've been separated <laughs> literally like physically separate <laughs> separated like yeah. um in every way <laughs> all, yeah as, as much as possible literally like different campuses now yeah. different like now we can't even go on campus and like no. yeah, so, <laughs> we have so many obstacles <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, I was going to check and see like, what, what do you think is the, what's the highlight of your day so far? Um, let's see the highlight of my day. Oh, well, so I finished a really cute, like rom-com type book, but it was like one that really explored like how people's past and like the way that they're raised, like how that will impact how they show up in relationships and stuff like that. It was just really well done. Ah, It was fun. It was like, explore yeah. relationships and stuff like that so it was really cool yeah Ooh. okay wait so if it's like if it explores that does that mean like because you know like in a typical like rom- rom-com there's like so many things that are it's funny but also it's like kind of like messed up stuff that, stuff that yeah. happens <laughs> <laughs> like what, yeah. is the, what happens like there like what uh i guess what kind of stuff gets like unveiled i guess yeah Well, I think, well, the thing that really stood out, and I was talking to my best friend about this, the thing that kind of really was standing out to me was that it was very much like, you know how like we all, and we all do this, but like you interpret like somebody's actions, like you run it through like your own processing and you assume something like about them or what they think about you based (laughs) on like not really communicating to them like, oh, hey, 
this just happened, what's going on, but more like just yeah. running it through your internal like processing system. All the time, I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's human, <laughs> that's what we all do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so it really explored that and how like so often like we just misinterpret people's signals and how important it is like if you feel safe doing it, if you feel comfortable doing it, if you really want to get to the bottom of something like having an honest conversation and like not being afraid to like put things out there sometimes. Um, so I thought it was yeah. really interesting. Yeah, that's okay, not something... Yeah. I like romantic comedy type stuff because I feel like it is one of the like genres that sometimes like at least in literature, I guess it sometimes like really delves into like emotions and how like that stuff will show up in relationships and how people interact and stuff. And so um, this was like one of the best that I've like read in a long time at doing that, but also being like really funny and just like romantic and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, I think that's really good. That's, that's kind of really cool to see, honestly. Like, I think that that would be, like, really good to put into, like, a lot of the, I'm thinking, like, like either TV shows or, like, things. Because, you know, like, now, like, if you have, like, I'm thinking, like, the TV shows now, like, you know how there's usually, like, this big grand gesture, you know? like Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they just show up at the airport or whatever and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, I miss you and I love you so much and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, hold up like what about all the yeah it's, it's just like oh so much yeah, yeah yeah like the well you've got the meat cute right so like mm-hmm. that has to be like funny and weird and like off the wall but then yeah you're right like you've got like this somebody holding up a radio outside your window <laughs> or something like that yeah yeah yeah. this had yeah. that i don't want to spoil it i haven't said the title i don't anyway but i won't okay. say i'll say i won't say what yeah, it is can, yeah wait what is the title though by the way oh like, the book is Beach read. Let me see who it was by. I think it was by Emily. Uh, Emily, what's her last name? Okay, Emily Henry. Emily Henry. Beach okay, read. Emily Henry. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I wonder if they're if it's if it's not like super super new. It might be like and at my library. So I'm it might be. Yeah. yeah. Check it out and stuff. I was gonna say, kind of going off that topic too. Um, I want to bring up because I know you um you went to grad school for um mental health counseling yeah uh, and yeah. so i kind of wanted to ask a little bit on like how did you get into that like are you like um is that like something that you're you know um like passionate about especially like after talking about like the book that you just just mentioned too so um yeah can you like just tell me a little bit about like uh how did you get into like going into grad school for that so well i think i've always well so okay my sister studied psychology when she was in college and she's older than I am and it sounded interesting and it seemed like a good path and then I had like a psychology class in high school stuff like that um and then when I think it's so weird it's so funny but I really honestly don't know like what the formative thing was that like made me decide like psychology other than like I really couldn't tell you. Well, I did. um, Well, so I did go to therapy when I was in high school and um, I did see firsthand how it very much is like you, not every therapist is the right fit for every person kind of thing. So I had one therapist who was just not the right fit for me, um, Mm -hmm. was a little bit too like, a little bit too direct, a little bit too kind of gruff in her approach with me, which is fine. Like that's definitely one way to do therapy. And that approach works for people. Um, it didn't work for me. (laughs) 
but then I did have another therapist who was really awesome. I loved her. Um, she really was helpful and just, I really connected with her. And yeah, yeah. so I don't know if I quite at that point in my life had put together like, Oh wait, like, you know, maybe you could be a good fit for somebody someday or something like that mm -hmm. in that context. Um, mm -hmm. But I think okay. maybe like all of the pieces just kind of came together. There's not like, I don't have like the big like lightning bolt moment yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> Other than I've just always loved helping people. I enjoy people. I'm very nosy. I'm very curious. <laughs> I love being in people's business confidentially, right? Nothing but um, that, like. <laughs> <laughs> right, no. Um, so I just love talking to people and getting to hear their stories and learn their stories and stuff like that. And then oh, yeah. I think when I finally was like in college and starting to learn more about psychology and learn more about like counseling and stuff from my professors, like starting mm -hmm. to see where the marriage of those two things were like enjoying people, being curious about them, wanting to help, but then also like actually applying like certain skills like it's not enough just to like show up for somebody in a therapy context yeah. that does a lot of the work but they also need things that they can take away and things that they can do on their own um to like empower mm -hmm. themselves and stuff like that so i always knew when i chose psychology as like my undergrad degree um it was always like okay well now i like have definitely signed on to go to grad school so do you think that like you made the right choice going to grad school for that now now where you are now I do definitely um you know I might go back to therapy someday I mm -hmm. wouldn't rule it out um and I think the time that I spent as a therapist even though I'm not doing it right now like it was very meaningful to me and I yeah. the people who I got to help in some small way like at different points of their lives um it meant a lot to me to be a part of that and I think I had some kind of impact not saying that like I was out here being like <laughs> Carl Rogers therapy joke. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm like, wait, that might that? need to be edited out today. Um, <laughs> time stamp that. Um, he's like the, he's considered like the kind of father of modern counseling. So like, we've talked about like the three conditions for being like a counselor and it's like genuine positive. Oh boy. Let's see if I remember this genuine positive regard, um, non-judgmental. <laughs> I don't remember the third. Oh, this is bad. Hold on. <laughs> uh oh. This is like, do you want to know how many tests I had with this? Oh Lord. Is this like one of the, like, this is, I'm assuming like a foundational, per like how in like, for like premarital counseling there's a who's a person um john gottman is like usually the the cornerstone of is this is this that kind of person yes exactly so he's like uh, from the like 60s 70s um yeah. congruent tj is the third core condition it's congruence okay. unconditional <laughs> positive regard and accurate um empathic like connection like accurately reading what's going on um okay. But anyway, I totally forgot where I was going with any of that now, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. So I do feel like um, even though I'm not practicing right now, I do feel like mm -hmm. the time that I spent as a therapist is very valuable. Um, hopefully yeah. I made some kind of like impact in the world, made it a little better for some people. Um, help yeah, them yeah. to make it a little better for themselves. And like, I'm hopefully that reaches out. I'm sure you probably did. So. Yeah, you never know. Um, yes. Hopefully. <laughs> but, um, 
Also, I do feel like, honestly, with what we're doing now, like, I do feel like there is a lot of space for, like, a lot of the skills and techniques that, like, I've learned. Like, obviously, I can't go digging with people in an academic advising context. That's not what they've signed on for when they are asking (laughs) for help in academic (laughs) advising. You bring out, like, your, like, notes and you're like, (laughs) all right, here we go. Let's talk about your childhood, though. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No, but I do feel like there's a lot of like space for that, like the validation, open questions, curiosity, um, you know, yeah. empowering, okay. advocacy, all that kind of stuff. Okay, for sure. Do you think that like, like, uh, I guess the, the field itself, I know you said you might, you know, go back into it, like, what mm-hmm. would be like something you would go back into it for? Like, is there a specific like topic within it, like a subtopic <laughs> or something that you'd be interested in? Like? Um, I do really like working, well, the only place I worked as a therapist was in a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. And I did really enjoy that because I feel like those are, um, that's where like the resources are most needed sometimes. Um, so I do enjoy like that side of it, like helping underserved populations and stuff like that. And then connected, but also sometimes not connected. Um, where I worked, we did a lot of trauma work. And so I, it wasn't something that like I sought out necessarily. It just kind of happened because that's where I interned. And then that's where I was hired after I finished grad school. And so I did kind of develop um, an understanding of trauma and how to help people through that. And um, I really enjoy that work. I enjoy like helping people kind of navigate some of the most difficult things that can happen to anyone and like has happened in their lives. Um, So yeah. I also really like couples work, like relationship work. Um, that's always been oh, yeah. very interesting to me. Yeah. Okay, for sure. What do you think is like when you think about uh, uh, couples work? I guess like um, like what would you say is your favorite part and like your not so favorite part about it? Um, my favorite part about couples work is that they bring the action like right to you. Um, (laughs) it's like live counseling like obviously like all counseling is like live right but most of the time when you're working with an individual you're getting a story and then hopefully you can find a way to kind of like anchor into that story and bring it to life in the session so you can kind of start to dig into the things that you need to dig into bring their awareness to that kind of thing right couples it's like it's happening right in front of you and it just happens naturally because it's a dynamic and then you add in the therapist it becomes like a live (laughs) fluid kind of thing um so i really always enjoyed that part um okay and the part i didn't like um i think it's hard to say because i really did enjoy like so many aspects of it i think it's just it's always hard when I think because they are bringing it like right to you. I think sometimes it's, it's, I want to, so like obviously part of therapy is like not, especially in couples therapy, right. Is like not aligning with any one person or anything like that. But you know, sometimes somebody, and this would happen with like both parts of the couple, like somebody might say something and like my heart might just really go out to them, but I need to stay neutral and like stay in the moment, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's hard sometimes. I'm imagining like, you're like, all right, so like, I know this person is, <laughs> <laughs> is, is not the right thing to do, but like, also like, I can't like tell them that like, it's exactly yeah. like, like yeah. exactly that. So 
I mean, sometimes the nice thing about therapy is that sometimes you could do that, but you have to know, like, you have to know your client, you have to know the couple, like, you have to know where the lines are of, like, I need to give them this information. How can I give Uh it to them in a way that they can hear? Which I think is true not only in therapy, but I think that's a communication thing. But it's hard when I think it's much easier in therapy when you're the therapist saying, oh, wait, I need to, like, process through this and figure out how I can give them this feedback in a way that they can hear versus when you're the human being in the interaction and being like, (laughs) well, I have to tell you this and this is how you're going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, I'm wondering, um, what would you say about trauma therapy? So you talked about that being like a really, like a big topic, something you kind of fell into. So like, Mm -hmm. what would you say is the, what is it about that that you know pulls you like in that direction the most i guess like what what pulls you to that and like keeps you um wanting to uh keep doing that because i know that like it's hard you know to to mm-hmm. hear so much you know going mm-hmm. on i know from my experience when i was in uh like one of my previous roles uh some of the stuff that i would hear you know hear from responding to crisis situations or uh things regarding like students where it was just just so much happening mm-hmm. like it was just, it was really like tough. And I, I wasn't, a, you know, the exact person, like I responded to, you know, responded to it, like as soon as it happened, but I wasn't yeah. the person giving the care afterwards or trying to, you know, dive deep into that. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't really know much about that. So like, what would you say is like, what, what, you know, keeps you in, in, in that or kept you in that, I guess, in that um, and what made you passionate about it? Yeah. Well, first, I want to say don't undersell your role in being that person for somebody right after they've experienced one of the hardest things they're going to experience in their life, right? Like, they need somebody who I think has like the qualities that you have, where like, you're very caring, and it's easy, like, you can feel that you're a caring person, and that you're a safe person to talk to, and like, you're going to support that person. That cannot, like, that is such an important role to play in somebody's life. Um, Mm -hmm. And so then I think the thing that, uh, let's see, that kept me, that keeps, so it is, like, it is hard to hear, like, people's, like, you know, to day in and day out, like, hear that kind of stuff. But I think there is also, the thing that has always, I think, since I started practicing and, like, started to feel like I was getting kind of my sea legs with practicing therapy, even though I only did it for five years, so there's, like, still way more sea legs for me to develop but one of the things that I always felt like was so important and if we could just like mine it out is like the elements of hope and so I think that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about working with like people who have experienced trauma is Mm -hmm. where do we like it's you really have to turn something that's so hopeless sometimes into something hopeful and that has to come from that person and like I might be able to like highlight it for them, but it's coming from like them. And so like showing them like, Hey, wait, there still is like this for you to like work towards, or like there still is this here waiting for you. I really enjoyed that part of it. I think I just, it just made sense to me. Like, and then once you kind of start tracing back to like there, like trauma exists on a spectrum, right? Like it's not all Mm -hmm. just, I was in a terrible like car accident or a terrible like, you know, explosion or something like that, right? Like there's emotional Mm -hmm. trauma, there's little traumas that happen every day to somebody, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like, when you start to anybody who I like, I feel like you work with, or you talk to or whatever, in day to day life, even like, a lot of those things you can trace back to like, wounding somewhere along the timeline, like everybody's responses are coming from some other place. Um, And so I enjoyed like, kind of, 
connecting those dots and working with people to connect those dots for themselves and yeah okay for sure no that i mean and you made some really good points too like like i like that piece that you said about hope like that's huge like that's um that's really big so yeah yeah uh, you know i I really like that i'm of the obama generation tj and (laughs) i love hope (laughs) that's right yeah (laughs) we definitely could use a lot more of that right now so (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) well i'm i'm curious about like when you were working with students and like you were on call like i know that you've talked about that before like you were on call like any time of day like (laughs) Did you experience some of that same stuff? Like, what was it like for you to be right there with them, like, when something would happen? Yeah, that was, so I'll say being on call, it's, it can either be, you know, um, you know, really quiet or really loud. I, I, for some reason, I like, I always, like, when I tell people when I was on call, I felt like I had the weirdest, you know, stuff happen, essentially. So, mm-hmm. um, like, because, you know, when it comes to being on call, like, you know, and you're kind of responding to anything. So some of it, right. you know, could be, you know, uh, certain things, trauma that happened. It could be uh, a building that's on fire. It could be uh, like like a literal dumpster fire. Like, it could, it could yeah. be something like that. So <laughs> it could be <laughs> it could be anything. Um, I would say outside of like you know the weird cases that i happened like i remember one time i literally went on like a i felt like it was like a scooby-doo chase but like oh, no. um that's a whole <laughs> that's like like we were looking for like literally like with like i think we we're looking for them like in multiple places it was like we're looking at like surveillance videos and oh, kind of searching wow. around the building and like trying to find clues that brought us to other clues and like it was crazy but um <laughs> we did find we did find we did end up like finding uh what we were like looking for but yeah but i would say like when it comes to like being on call and like with like uh like responding to certain things around like trauma and things like that mm-hmm. um it's really hard just because it's hard for a lot of reasons like one you know when it comes to stuff around you know whether it be like around relationships or around uh like when they're, you know, like when it's like directly, you know, another um, student that's involved, especially if it's, you know, um, you know, male to female um, or, you know, just certain things like that where like, you know, you like it's it's a uh, stuff that happens. But mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't have those conversations enough about how this is like a reality for for people. Um, yeah. Like yeah. the first, you know, the first instinct I, that I have is like, you know, one, I'm in shock, even though because, you know, this is a you know, a lot of, you're responding to your own community. So, you mm-hmm. know, these are the students you're seeing in your everyday. These are students that, you know, you're supervising or working with. Um, and so, you know, first it's like shock. Cause it's like, wow, like, you know, you, you have this community and like, there's this, this hurt that's there now. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, it is a lot to respond to and you're kind of getting there and you don't know what you're walking into really until you really get there. So that part is really hard and shocking. Yeah. Um, Cause now it's like, all right, it's almost like a, semi family member or something you know like it's like like someone that you know you care about and then like uh something happens to them so whether it be them getting hurt or you know they they cause something or or you know whatever kind of happened there Mm -hmm. so um that's part of it um the part that was hardest for me i would say is probably the uh like the emotions that i felt like getting you know caught into it because Mm. you know yeah you're responding to it and you have to be that person that provides the hope and and things like that but um i would get so mad like I would get like, you know, especially if it, if it was around, you know, certain things where it was, a, you know, a, um, a student that, you know, may have did something to another student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you like trying to say, you know, as uh, you know, third party as possible, especially having other supporting parties. But like 
like you get angry, you know, just because it's like, wow, like this, this really happened. And, you know, I can't make this better um, for them. You know, they just experienced this like and stuff. So, and, you know, especially if, if, if all the individuals are there or you can see the evidence that is there that um, points to, you know, whether it be harm or whatever it is. Yeah. Like that part is that part can really make you, you know, really um, upset just about the nature of the community, the current nature we're in. And it reminds you of like the current nature that we're still living in and like in society. Um, so yeah, it's like you see it firsthand and you're just mm-hmm. like, you're just reminded how, how much we have to go. And so I think that part was like, that part's the hardest, I think, just because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's tough to be in those situations. And then you have to still remain, um, you know, calm and uh, try to get, you know, the supporting parties there, which you do, but also you're like, I just wish I could snap my fingers and mm-hmm. make this all better, but I can't. Yeah. And yeah. So I think that's a great point of like how hard it is to just sit with something with yourself or with someone else, just sit with something that's kind of uncomfortable because like you're saying, like you can't just like erase it and make it better or you can't push fast forward and make it better for them. Like you just have to yeah. sit in it with them. That's really hard exactly. to do especially with like what you're saying, like these were like people who you like knew and like you knew in this context of like, oh, they're like a student here and like they're part of the community in this way and I see them doing this and that. And so then to like experience yeah. that with them, that would be like really challenging. Yeah, exactly. It, it Which is why, I mean, like I, it would, because I think I want to say, uh, is it, was it recently that it was, was it a uh, mental health awareness um, week or around like mental health counseling, something, I forgot what, uh, mm-hmm. what was being celebrated it was something along those lines and I just like for those for those individuals that do that you know type of work it's just uh, I just commend them you know whether they like it, they're they're responding or you know helping out and being so like patient being so caring with it mm-hmm. um, and being able to like provide that hope even the, even though it may take you know however long to get there like they're mm-hmm. still doing that um, and so that's just that's just amazing work honestly so right yeah. right do you know, um, he's like an activist and he's just so, he's such, like, he seems like such an amazing person. His name is DeRay McKesson. Like, do you know him? Like, he's on Instagram uh, and Twitter and stuff. He's awesome. And he's got um, yeah, a podcast awesome. that I really enjoy listening to. Um, Ooh, okay. Um, where it's all about, like, activism and things like that. And I feel like as yeah. a person with a lot of privilege, like, I try to, like, listen to that stuff as much as I can so I can learn and try to do my part. Um, but so he really like changed my thinking on like hope sometimes. Like, I think sometimes we think that hope should just like be there as this thing that's either there or not there. But he had Mm -hmm. this great quote. I don't remember it off the top of my head right now, but it was basically saying that like hope is something that you sometimes have to work for. And it's like a lot of things are a choice, right? But sometimes hope is a choice and you have to kind of like build it and it's not just going to be there. Sometimes you have to create it for yourself. Um, I really enjoy that, like that line of thinking and what he's saying there that I think in powerless situations when there's nothing there, I think it gives you power to say, okay, wait a minute. And it gives you some of that control back that gets taken away when we experience trauma. It gives you some of that back to say like, okay, wait a minute. Like maybe I don't see the hope right now, but there's hope Mm -hmm. in being able to cultivate hope and grow that for myself. Like there still is something there. There's a light flickering somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have to go check this person out. I, I want to uh, check out their page, see if I can yeah. follow them then. I love those kind of things. Okay. 
<laughs> I'll have to, right. I've got the quote somewhere in my uh, camera roll. <laughs> so I'll get that to you approximately in 10 years. Okay. Um, right. so look out for that. All right. Sounds about right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, no, I like, I was going to say like, no, I like that, uh, especially like applying stuff into the, you know, especially in the everyday. Cause, mm. um, that's just hope you know, that just stuff that we need. Um, what would you say, uh, are some of the biggest, I guess, steps or, uh, things that you got, um, from your, um, from just the field that, um, you kind of apply in your personal life? Um, I think, the biggest things that I got. Well, that's a very good question, TJ. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think it definitely, certainly like what we're talking about with hope. Like that's something that I don't know. I mean, hopefully I would have, but I don't know that I would have gotten it in the ways that I get it now. And I think just yeah. to be like appreciative when things are going well, even when from my perspective, they're not going well, because not that like, I'm a big believer in like everybody's thing is like their thing and it's okay for somebody to be upset about something, however big or small it is. Like that's what's going on in their life and that's okay. For sure. Um, But I think like it does give you like, for me at least, um, this isn't a blanket statement for everybody that everybody should feel this way or does feel this way. But Mm -hmm. for me, I think it made me more appreciative of like the things that I do have in my life, the people, the relationships all that kind of stuff with like the people, like the family that I had who raised me and who are still there and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it just kind of made me more appreciative of that. Also just made me very appreciative of like um, how resilient people are and how much people, I think sometimes there's this idea of like people, you know, sometimes when something happens, like maybe they don't have the strength or they didn't do enough to do this or that or whatever. But I think when you're working with stuff like that firsthand, you get to see that like, you no, know, like people are very resilient and very scrappy and they do want to change their situation. However big or small that may, may be. Um, it was very rewarding. It was a very rewarding job. I think. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself, about the world, about people, people's different experiences. Yeah. So I guess those would be the main things. I also I like met that. my, um, one of my best friends, I met her, um, in internship and, uh-huh. and then I had everyone who I worked with at, um, my former job and at my current job, <laughs> but my former job, <laughs> <laughs> um, promo, um, was really, they were like all truly wonderful and like the supervisors who I had and my coworkers and things like that, everybody was so gifted and maybe we weren't all like gifted in the same ways or anything like that, but everybody had like something to share and something to bring to the table. And I was very lucky to have like really amazing supervisors. Um, One of them is a lady who has been in the field since like the late seventies, eighties. It was before you even needed to be licensed to be a counselor. And so the wisdom that she just like, breathes it was it's crazy like she's an amazing person um that's that's crazy she's probably seen like just the different changes because like you know yeah. talking about like mental health like that that has been a real you know conversation mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Since until like recently and uh the different like generations you know and so with yeah. that so yeah wow that's really cool <laughs> yeah no she's like an incredible and like she could still like 
therapy circles around like all of us do circles around all of us in like every way just very like active and proactive and all that stuff so I was the people who I met along the way both clients and co-workers and all that stuff it was very cool like a lot of personal professional development and stuff like that so it was a cool time for sure okay I, I've always I'm, I've always been curious to know like if uh, like you know if um, therapists or counselors go to other therapists and counselors is that like encouraged like how does how do you balance that if you already know all the you know the, I guess the tricks like how does that work <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great question um i think it is it's definitely encouraged um to go to therapy for one thing it's like hard for us to like be like oh no you need to go to therapy and then we're like but not me <laughs> i'm perfect not me. <laughs> um no yeah i think you everybody know, I yeah. exactly <laughs> We try not to be hypocritical in the mental health field. We try. Um, But I think that, yeah, I think it's, I feel like the world would be a different place if everybody went to therapy, not for like ever, like do it at your speed, whatever that looks like for you. But I just think Uh it's so, um, there is something about just sitting with somebody who doesn't have a stake in your life, you know? other than they're just there to kind of help you. And obviously they care or whatever that looks like, but they're like truly a neutral party and they're not swayed to tell you anything one way or the other because of their own gain, which again, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like we're human beings. We intentionally and unintentionally manipulate situations to our benefit all the time. Like that's how we learn to interact in the world. Um, (laughs) But hopefully your therapist is somebody who is truly just neutral and just trying to like, help you help yourself in the ways that you want to help yourself and create change for yourself in the ways that you want to. And I think that's a really cool experience to have. So yes, we, it's a very big like push in the field to like go to therapy. And I believe Stetson, um, they actually have like all of their grad students like go through their like college counseling program. Like, they, yeah. Um, wow. which is really cool. And I think it's a really good idea for sure. Yeah. As to your other question about like, then, well, once you're a therapist, aren't you kind of like privy to like the, the tricks and whatnot (laughs) you've seen behind the curtain? I think you have to, like, obviously you're going to recognize when somebody is using a skill or like whatever, but I think you also (laughs) have to go into it with like your guard lowered and like you're there, which is true for everybody. I think going to therapy, like you're there to like change something or because you need to talk through something or whatever the reason may be um and so i think that you just have to consciously go into it and say like well i'm here to be helped and so i just need to kind of shut that part off for a little bit and then Mm -hmm. kind of approach it from that way yeah that's a good point i mean it's you gotta be i mean i know you have to be open and stuff because i'm thinking about even like with my past experiences with uh with therapy like i Mm -hmm. I like my first time was in high school as well too, as you, you know, you said, and mm-hmm. my first time in high school was not positive at all. Really. Uh, uh, it was not, it was, it wasn't a good experience. So when I got to college, I was pretty hesitant, but, yeah. um, you know, and I've, I've gone and stopped and gone and stopped, but, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten to a place now where like, I understand the impact. I understand mm-hmm. that like, you know, sometimes it's not like change that you see, that exact day or like that minute like you're not gonna like you may get some realizations like i've had that before but like it's just the fact that it's almost like a um 
like a, a muscle that you're you're growing i think yeah. when it comes to mental health it's like you're the more you go the more you go the more you're uh growing and learning and understanding and getting this like other perspective that you may have not considered before so because mm-hmm. you can get things that you just you had not even thought about or get mm-hmm. some piece of hope in your life that you didn't even know you needed so yeah uh, yeah so it's it's good to go in like open-minded each time i think you know so it really is. Well, I think what you're saying is such a good point too. And being on the other side of that, like sometimes clients would just kind of like ghost you, which is okay. That's their right. They yeah. weren't ready or <laughs> they weren't clicking with you for some reason. And that's totally yeah. okay. Like that's, this is their process. And so that's okay. Um, yeah. But I do think like one of the things that we would like kind of like talk about and like kind of tell ourselves is that you never know what seeds you've planted for that person that they're hopefully yeah. going to be able to like pull back up and then decide to go back. I think that was always one of my like big things was that I just never wanted to like ruin counseling for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to be the one to, where they're like, oh no, I'm not going back to oh. that again. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Which is maybe a little bit too much of my own ego in it, but it also is genuine in the sense that I want, if I'm not the right fit for that person, oh my gosh, I want them to find the person who is the right fit so that they can do what they need to do. And so it was just always trying to yeah. be mindful of like, I don't want to be the person who kills counseling. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. I I love that too. Like I planting the seeds, like that's mm-hmm. that's a great analogy too for that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, exactly. And I'm sure I, 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 I would assume that you probably haven't ruined, you know, counseling for anyone. Like, <laughs> just the person that you are like i can uh, thank you today um (laughs) we'll go with that (laughs) (laughs) all right don't worry episode's not over yet i actually wanted to provide an extra space for us to talk about some more applicable ways to uh put this into our lives so Um, We talk about how we're able to, you know, establish certain boundaries. I have certain questions about how infusing, you know, this kind of stuff into our personal lives, our work life, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy this last segment of the show. Okay, so just going into a little bit more regarding like mental health um, and how we can all just do better in in, uh, in with our mental health, things like that. Uh, I kind of want to get a better idea of how we can uh, just apply, you know, stuff into our own lives, you know, different areas in our lives and kind of just get like, you know, just uh, your perspective on that and just get some recommendations. I know it's not like full on has to be full on gospel, like, you know, like you're not like anyone's doctor, but no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. But <laughs> you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. No one thought anything, so <laughs> like, uh, but like, just like, just any like recommendations and things like that that you would have, or um, just just tips that you think might might just be helpful um, for people just to um, apply what maybe you've learned um, regarding mental health into their lives. So, what would you say is maybe important to apply when it comes to um, maybe like your job? Um, I do. I know that it's tricky, but I do think it's important to like have boundaries with your job and boundaries with your work. And it's okay to like, communicate if you're not comfortable with something or communicate. I mean, obviously, you know, your situation best, but I think it's okay to like, say, you know, like, oh, I'm not or like, just even having a conversation. I think that that's really helpful. I think also, um, 
as much as you can, like leaving work at work, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's really difficult, especially probably right now because a lot of people um, oh, have yeah. the privilege of like being able to work from home right now. And so I think especially right now, that's like a very muddied line. But like, you know, for sure, drawing yeah. those lines for yourself as much as you can. Like, even if it's just like, okay, well, I do my work in this part of the house. And so that's like the work part of the house. Like if you can do that, or like, this is the work part of the apartment or when you finish the day, like put the tablet away and like, I don't need that out anymore. Like <laughs> that's <work aside>. a- <laughs> drawing exactly. a line somewhere, like putting a clear like demarcation between the two things. Yeah. I like that. And you made a rhyme too. If it was, it, oh. uh, if you, um, at the end of the day, put the tablet away. So. Oh, <laughs> That's the way to go. So we're going to go. <laughs> the Dr. Seuss of counseling today. I don't know if we missed that. Um, big part of my well, life. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you Dr. J. That's, yeah. that's the way. <laughs> but disclaimer, not officially a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So um, what would you say maybe in applying uh, things with uh, maybe friends or even like with family? Mm-hmm. What would you say? Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but again, boundaries, boundaries, they're so hard to communicate, but they're also so important. And so I think a lot of it too, like, it really is true. Like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I think if you're always trying to come from a place of like, this is how I'm feeling about this situation. By now, I think Uh most people have heard of like I statements and things like that. And while it seems like a silly concept and you don't always need to like go through the strict formula, blah, 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 all that stuff. I think the idea behind I statements is taking ownership and responsibility for how you're feeling. So when you go to have a conversation with somebody, they're not then put on the defensive and that makes it difficult for them to hear you. And then you've both got your guards up potentially, or Uh more than one of you have got your guards up and it makes it very difficult to like have a true conversation where you're really hearing each other to actually be able to make change. So I think just how we communicate our boundaries, I think is very important, especially with family and friends and stuff like that. No, that's, that's a really good point too. Like I'm thinking, I'm I'm just thinking about like just relationships in my life too, how to mm-hmm. just fully apply that. And that's, uh, that's really good. Do you feel like you've been pretty successful with that in, um, <laughs> your, <laughs> in your life? <laughs> uh, yes, you did. <laughs> no, I think it's, this is the thing. It's, hit or miss but I think the idea is that I try to have it in the back of my mind and so then I think if it's at least something that I try to especially sometimes things come up spur of the moment and so you got it it's harder to like catch your emotions and catch your reactions and catch your communication in the moment but especially when you're like kind of preparing to talk to somebody um, as sometimes Mm -hmm. we do I think that's when sometimes I've been more successful and then sometimes I'm not like I we're all human. I think just trying to get to that point. And like I said, I, to me, like the main thing that I feel like as a person, I've appreciated from other people when there have been like challenges or whatever, is just when the other mm-hmm. person is like also taking, you know, fairly, like if they didn't do anything wrong, they didn't do anything wrong. But I think we all yeah. typically are like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. But <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I think just, you know, I try to. TJ, no, I have not been successful at it. <laughs> no, but like I yeah, said, it's hit or yeah. miss. And the idea is that it's something to strive for and something to keep in mind so that then later when you're doing like the play by play, like you can go back and say, okay, well, wait a minute. You know what? I could have done this differently in that situation. Maybe they could have done something differently too. 
but I can't control that for them. Um, I can just control what I did. And so what can I do to try to make it different? I think is, you know, you're not going to get every, uh, I was going to do a sports analogy, but TJ, I don't know about <laughs> sports. You're not going to make every basket, TJ. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there we go. Uh, Something like that. <laughs> exactly. All right. Oh, well, yeah. I I mean, that's, that's really true. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Uh, okay. Well, um, I guess like last, my last one is just maybe some other, um, you know, ways to uh, apply some of this just in general or any other areas in our lives. Like, what would you say? Um, I think the main thing, and this sounds very trite, but it really is true. And like, this was one of the things at my old job that we really focused on for ourselves, like, Mm -hmm. is just like wellness, um, is so important. And even if you're like doing it and you're like, well, I don't really know if this is doing anything for me. It still is so important. One, you're like telling yourself like you're important and you deserve Mm -hmm. this time to do this for yourself or whatever. But I also think it just... Um, hopefully when you're doing wellness practices, you're doing something that you enjoy is fun or is meaningful to you in some way. And so I think it's just really helpful to do positive things for yourself and take care of yourself. Like, even if it's just, I'm going to have an extra glass of water today or something like that. Um, yeah, I think is really important. Oh, the other, there was, I saw something the other day that I thought was like so great and it's been Oh, yes. Okay. So there's another person I follow on Twitter who I think he's like a poet. His name is Joel Leon. But so he was talking about how. So I'll, can I, I'm just going to read his tweet because why not? Um, yeah. So his tweet says, our brains are trained to find the danger, the negative space in order to fight or flee. It is work, mm-hmm. exceptionally hard, but beautiful work, deprogramming ourselves to find the good, the magic, and all the opportunities we are afforded. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I wish I was practicing right now because wow, like it is so true that like our brains, like, you know, they're designed from like way back when, when there were all these dangers that humans and along the way that, you know, Mm -hmm. people have had to endure, like all these dangers, like our brains are programmed to like be aware of where the trouble is so that we can try to get out of it in the way that we're like used to getting out of it. And Mm -hmm. so to actually like, look at the world positively or at things positively or to see something good, it does take work. And I think just that like slight reframe of like, okay, wait, it's okay that like, this was my thought. Let me try to change that thought for myself and see what that does Uh, for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a good point. That's what I'm actually trying to work on like now too, with, with everything too. So Mm -hmm. that's, I really, I really like that. So yeah. Okay. For sure. Well, I was going to say, like, I think this has been a really good conversation. Like, I I really enjoyed this, too. I did, too, CJ. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I hope I was going to say, I hope uh, it seems like we had a lot of really good, um, a really good tips, really good uh, tricks as well. Just like things that people can apply in a day to day. You had like a lot of really good stuff to say. So um, thank you again for being on here. All right, y'all. So that wraps up another wonderful conversation. I want to thank y'all honestly from the bottom of my heart. Like, I love the support that you all um, give me, and um, I love that you all are interested in this stuff. I want to continue to do this, um, continue to have these kind of conversations. So please go ahead and continue to join the conversation even after this podcast. So you can follow us on social media. We're on super.connection, on Instagram, and many other platforms to come. Can't wait to hear from you all, and thank you for joining the Super Connection. All right. Love y'all. Peace.